Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that gives you a window into the personal partnership adventures of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. Let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm so excited to bring you our featured guest today, Jeffrey Platts. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, much uh, much uh, appreciation for being here. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who don't know Jeffrey, Jeffrey is a coach for men, and he has a unique gift for helping men quickly clear out the noise so they can choose and create an amazing life they didn't know was even on the menu. He integrates his adventures as a DJ and an amateur stand-up comedian, a salsa dancer, a yoga teacher, and world traveler. All these go into his work. And Jeffrey believes that every man has the right to choose the life he lives. There's no secret code to break, but there are three necessary ingredients. Awareness, choice, and action. Jeffrey, take a minute and fill in any blanks from that intro and and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, thanks for the intro. And um, yeah, I would say... That pretty much, you know, sums it up. I, you know, I work with men. I focus on guys and, and helping them. Relationships seems to be the catalyst for a lot of men that come to me. Um, they come to me, you know, either they're single or they're in a relationship or they're recently out of a relationship and they're needing to kind of figure out and recalibrate how do they get back into the into the dating scene or um, or how to you know how to attract you know an amazing woman. Like they're generally relationship minded. Meaning that they're they're wanting a a, a you know a, a long term monogamous relationship, whether that ends up in marriage or not, it's up to them. But um, that tends to be who I attract um, as far as clients, and and I just I just prefer working with guys. I just like it. I just like kind of helping because I'm a guy, obviously, and, and I've been in that situation for a long time in my life, and and that was a big part of my 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 experience. I like to give back and kind of serve the guys that are that are in similar situations that I was in. Um, and, and as far as personally, I'm enjoying just living here with, with, my, with my partner, uh, Vanessa, who's also a coach. Uh, we both recently moved here to, to LA. We both live in Santa Monica now. So I'm just enjoying the weather, um, right now and, and just the, the change in lifestyle and, and, and all that that comes with it. So, so yeah, that's a personal note. <laughs> oh, perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you one of the things that, that I personally find helpful in my life is, is. Having kind of, I call it a guiding principle, or maybe it's a mantra for you or a quote, but something that that kind of keeps you on track regarding your partnerships. What do you use as kind of a guiding principle that maybe our listeners could apply in their lives as well? Yeah, um, for me, uh, one big that stuck out with me, I think I first heard about it in um, in that book by Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God. And um, it was, you know, basically it was be the source of what you want. So whatever you're wanting from, 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 from yourself, from another, from, from the life, be the source of it. Like meaning don't wait for it to come to you. Start to generate it from within you. Um, so that's been really similar to the Gandhi quote of, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Very, very similar concept. Um, and so for me, that, w- that, that, that kind of has always been a, been a mantra in my own world. Um, especially when I'm feeling kind of in a, in a more passive or victim place. I'm like, oh, the world is going, is, is doing this to me. The, you know, why is this, it's so unfair that, you know, this, these people get these results in their life or in their business and I'm not and blah, 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 blah. 
And for me to like, okay, well, if I want those, I need to choose those results. I need to choose to take action. I need to do something different. Um, and, and, and if I don't make it urgent to do something different, then, then it's not going to happen most likely. you know. Um, so that's been a really powerful one for myself. And as far as relationships – Similar, similar thing. Like, you know, if I'm wanting to attract someone that is, has these, you know, X, Y, and Z character traits, then it's probably best if I also embody those traits myself rather than kind of, you know, relying on them to bring that into my life. So, so yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it totally changes the perspective when you're the source, right? Yeah, and, and you know, I have 100% control over you know what I choose to focus on and create, right? I can't, I, I, can't, I have no control over another person, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, tell you what, one of the things that our listeners love about this show that is, it's the stories that our guests share. So let's dive right into one right now. What I'd like you to do, Jeffrey, is take us to a time in your life when. Eh, you kind of goofed up. You, you you tripped up in your partnership. You, you know, you, I don't know what you were doing, but take us to that place. What was happening? What did you do that tripped you up? And and more importantly, you know, what did you learn from that that you were able to build on to move forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Um, for me, like it, there was a time I think you know a, a while back when I was you know dating this woman, and. It, there was, it was one of those moments where, like back in the day when I was, you know, a little bit not really well-versed in, in emotional awareness and that kind of stuff. And for me, it was one of those things where I didn't really share how excited, you know, one, I wasn't really aware of how excited I was about her. You know, like I wasn't really kind of in tune. I was kind of like, oh yeah, she's good. She's great. You know, kind of like trying to, the typical, you know, I think male response of not wanting to look too excited about a woman. You know, they want to be cool. You want to stay grounded, and you know, in the pickup world, they used to call it, um, you know, uh, I forget the term, but like the the idea is that you you don't want to, you want to be mysterious. You know, you want to like not really show show your cards, right? And so we had a conversation at one point, uh, maybe like after like two months of dating, and I was, she was asking me like, "Oh, I'm starting to develop feelings for you," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not." I was kind of caught off guard by the conversation, and I was. You know, oh yeah, I'm not really feel. I want to keep a distance. I want to play it safe. I don't want to really get too attached and too emotionally involved. And and at the time, kind of knowing that that was a little bit. Why am I saying that? Like that's kind of not really 100 percent true. Um, you know, I was trying to protect my heart. You know, for, for, and long story short, you know, so that kind of set the tone. You know, in her world, she was like, okay, well, this guy's explicitly telling me that he's not wanting to get connected emotionally. So she kind of kept her distance too. So. So long story short, you know, she ended up, you know, moving and only like afterwards did I really start to, you know, it was one of those things where like, you know, the distance kind of played a role as well. But, but I was really like realizing I wasn't really true to my feelings during that time. And so it got into this, you know, after that, after she had already left, it was already a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of, um, it's a little hard to put it back together. You know what I mean? It was a very like piece. It was a really difficult, you know, challenging time and a bumpy part. But so for me, the lesson for me was, oh, wow. If I just like slowed down and paid attention to what I was really feeling, I would have avoided a lot of this, you know, bumpiness and a lot of this miscommunication and also just a lot of this, just not really being true to who I am, you know? Um, so that was one of those moments for me 
that was like, oh, wow, you know what? Like, I need to start slowing down in relationships and slowing down in what's really true for me. And, and, and also being okay with, it's also a lesson for me. And I can, I can be vulnerable and share that, yeah, I'm really feeling some feelings for you as well. And I'm not trapped in that. You know what I mean? I can, I can let, let's still see how things evolve. It's not, it's not meaning, oh, I have feelings for you. does not equal, I want to marry you and I want to have your babies and I want to, you know, I want to create a family with you. It's not that at all. So it's almost like it's not, there's a couple of lessons in there, obviously, but the big one was more just slowing down and really being true to my feelings and expressing those. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's super powerful, right? And yeah. it, it puts you in that spot of, you know, just owning where you are. And totally. that's from a guy's perspective, since for both guys, I mean, that's, that can be scary. So yeah. we kind of try and be cool. Yeah, no, no, it's no big deal. And we're like, oh, it really <laughs> is, but I don't really know what I do when I say this. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, so that's great, great wake-up call there, right? Yeah, totally. Excellent. Well, let's switch gears a little bit here, Jeffrey. What I'd like you to do now is share with us a stop, <clears throat> excuse me, a story of a time when you had, I call it a duh moment. You know, one of those times when you like slap yourself upside the head and go, how was I such a knucklehead? How did I miss this? Mm-hmm. And you just yeah. like, uh, hello, and realize this epiphany is something I can build on for my future. Take us to one of those times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I'm sh- I know I've had a bunch, a bunch of those. Um, the one that, one that stands out is there, there was a woman I was dating several years ago, and it was basically it was one of those moments where like I – was really, you know, kind of like the opposite of the story I just shared. Like, I was really, really into her, right? And this is probably after, like, you know, a month or so of dating. And then the signs were there that it wasn't being reciprocated. You know, again, it goes back to slowing down. And she was basically kind of, you know, not returning my calls. You know, I was sharing, you know, what I was loving about, you know, our, our, our experiences, you know, in dating. Um, you know, really, you know, it was pretty clear, you know, if I wasn't, if it was, it's like the opposite of the story I just shared. It was clear that I was into her, you know, and, and, and she was not reciprocating, you know, not returning the calls as often and like kind of just, you know, not really wanting to kind of introduce me to her friends and like, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, and then it, it got to the point where I was like, not really getting what I wanted in the relationship, but not aware that I wasn't getting what I wanted, if that makes sense. Like I was getting, you know, getting clear. And then she, you know, we ended up having a, you know, basically getting it to the point where like, she had to explicitly tell me like, I don't want to be with you, you know, in, in, in a romantic way, you know? And then in hindsight, all the signs were there. And like, I was kind of like, why did I, why do I get to, when I looked at my life and like, why do I choose women that are kind of where I have to chase them? Why do I have to like really get to the point where she really is not it's, it's really crystal clear that she's not into me. Like, why am I so dense in that way? And so for me, the aha moment was, was or the duh moment was when I was like, wow, she's, a, you know, I had to like actually get to the point where like she was actually telling me overtly, like in crystal clear language, like that she doesn't want to date me anymore. And like, well, you know, and then at the time I was like, why, you know, I, I consider myself a, you know, pretty with it guy around dating, right? That's kind of how I got into this, this work to begin with. But it was one of those things where, I was like, oh, it kind of like bruised my ego a little bit. It like humbled me of like, oh, I can, yeah, this is, I'm teaching what I need to learn kind of thing. 
um, I don't need to, I, I need to kind of slow down again. And in this way, in this regard, like really see, you know, am I being met? Like that's a really big thing with my clients that I work with is like, are they being met? Are you being met in your relationship? Do you, are you getting your needs met? First, you know, knowing what those needs are. And two, are they being met? And if they're not, can you express them? Um, so for me in this situa- situation was, yeah, uh, it wasn't. She was obviously not that into me, you know, like, like, the, like the movie and the book says. Um, and, and, and it just really kind of woke me up, you know, to the power of really being, being true to my own sense of self and really standing in my value. Like, hey, I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm worth getting my needs met. I'm worth being in a relationship where the woman likes me just as much as I like her, where it's not a, you know, power struggle in that regard. So, so yeah, that was a, that was a big one for me. Yeah. I can imagine that's a pretty big one, right? Yeah. Where yeah. we're like going, uh, wait a minute, maybe we can both be into this just the same. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Cause I think that's a very common thing. I know I've been there as you were talking, I'm going through different scenarios going, oh yeah, that was that and that. And uh-huh. that. Yeah. But I mean, we go down that path where we're like, oh no, man, th- this has got to be the one. And they're not showing any inclination that it's the one for them. It's almost like, yeah, it's like, like the checkbox idea of like, you know, like, oh my God, you know, I've, I've wanted a woman just like this all my life and you checked off this, this, and this, and I want to, you know, I want, I want to, I want to be, do that. And so like, and then, then you kind of like, you make them the one without even having done any discernment, you know, done any due diligence of like, hey, let's take some time. Let's slow it down. Let's see if you really, that it really is true. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So. What I'd like you to do next, if you don't mind, is, is share with us one of your proudest partnership moments. And what I like to look at for this is, you know, what's a partnership moment that makes you smile every time you think about it? For me, I think it was, um, I would say like last year, you know, with my, with my current, you know, with my partner now, Vanessa, she's Canadian, I'm American. And, you know, we had, we were doing a long distance thing for the longest time. And, the situation, just circumstances last year worked out where I was in, in the U.S. and she was in, in Canada and it was around Valentine's Day. And it was one of those things where like, you know, and then at that time, for whatever reason, you know, circumstances were tight and airfares were really, really expensive. And I was like, how, how do I make this happen? You know, like I want to see you for Valentine's Day. And I want, you know, because I, and then I was moving to, to, to the West Coast soon after that. And so I wanted, let's make this happen. And so... We, you know, I, you know, we both took like these long ass bus rides and we, you know, we found a really awesome hotel right downtown, a great deal, you know, great deal. And we just made it happen. Like we just like, we're going to make it happen. And so we ended up spending like, you know, f- there was four magical days in, 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 ter- in Montreal in the you know, middle of winter, like the coldest I've ever experienced in any city. <laughs> um, but it was beautiful. And like, it was one of those things where like, we just like, cause if we just like, Hey, what? Because we know with the, when you're dating somebody from another country, there's always the immigration stuff and, and, and the, uh, what do you call it, the, the number of days you're allowed in each other's countries. And I think we were at that kind of you know, point of like, oh, what, you know, we don't want to risk it. But, um, but we made it happen. And it was just one of those things where like, yeah, I took like I think an eight-hour bus ride. She took another six-hour bus ride. And we just kind of like, you know, let's just meet in this magical city of Montreal, which is beautiful. And um, we just made it happen. And so there's a moment where we were just, you know, having – there's like a snowstorm or it was like snowing. And then we just look up and, you know, see the beautiful cathedrals and the lights. And it was just a magical like weekend for us. 
Um, and just the, the idea of that, like, hey, you know what? No matter what's going on, the circumstances of us being, you know, from different countries and, you know, uh, having to navigate, you know, that logistical, you know, dynamic as well as, yeah, we're just going to make it happen. And so we just kind of, whether it's, I think, I think that's the thing too, is like a lot of people are like, oh, love is only good when it's convenient, you know, when it's easy, when it's convenient. And I think there's a place for that. Yes. You know, a, when it's, when it's really, really hard and difficult, then yeah, that's not also ideal. But when it's like, yeah, there's certain times where you're going to have to make sure, sh- make shit happen. You're going to have to really kind of get, uh, get, get deliberate about what you want and, and making things happen. And so, and then, and, and that, you know, that's happened plenty of times in our relationship, but that's one that really stands out for me because it was, you know, it was Valentine's Day weekend. It was like, you know, four days before and we were like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So I just like took the lead and I was like, let's just, let's just do this. We're going to meet in Montreal. I want to take a bus. You're going to take a bus. We're going to get there and it's going to happen. So, so that felt really, really good. And it's kind of like one of those victory moments of we did it, you know, we made it together to see each other. I like that victory yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you made such a great point. You know, people like to think, oh, it's supposed to all just be, you know, stardust and and smooth sailing all the time and it's like sometimes those challenges are what makes it even sweeter yeah 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 and like you know to have those it's it's great you know yeah it's like to have those moments where you're just you've 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 endured something not that you have to struggle i don't believe in that you have to struggle but like when it there is a moment of like resistance where you kind of overcome that and now you're back into a state of flow i think that's amazing especially, you know, in a partnership. Yeah. And I mean, that is, that's true partnership. Yeah. 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 Cool. So Jeffrey, I know we've been kind of talking a lot about past experiences in partnership. What I want to do now is bring this conversation into the present time. And what I'd like you to do is share with us one partnership that's really exciting in your life right now. It could be romantic, family, career, you, you name it, but something that's just got you really on fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I have to say, it's, you know, it's, my, it's, my, it's my current partner, Vanessa, and, and she and I, we've been together almost two years now. Um, actually, a year and a month from now. Yeah. Um, two, another, it'll be two years in a month. And um, yeah, it's just been great. Just, you know, she's definitely been my biggest source of, 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 of connection and support and growth, you know, for the past two years, for sure. And, and, and right now, currently, we're kind of, you know, we're both here new in L.A. And we're, we're not relatively new, we're about, a, you know, almost a year now. But, um, but still kind of like, you know, getting our grounding here, establishing a life together and all that. And, and just now we're starting to really, you know, explore what it would be like to work together. Because she does similar work, you know, primarily working with women, um, not just on relationships, but all kinds of, of, of parts or areas of their lives. Um, and maybe like, you know, exploring together. So what could we co-create together? Like as a, you know, my, her, her energy and her expertise and mine and just the dynamic of us together, I think would be like a one plus one equals 10 kind of scenario. Um, and just coming at it from a really fun place, not from an obligation. Oh, we're, you know, okay. We're both coaches. Let's, uh, let's work together. It's a, it's a no brainer, but like actually like, Hey, we're choosing this and we're choosing to make it fun. So we're kind of looking at maybe doing some retreats and some coaching programs together, started doing some talks together that would allow us to um, just really, you know, work together and then, and, and then see what that's like, you know, like I, I know that not every couple that works together thrives in that relationship, right. In that, in that dynamic. But uh, something tells me that it might be really fun for us. So, so that's something I'm really, you know, exper- um, connected around and, and excited about. 
That's cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll be watching to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thanks. So, Jeffrey, we, we've arrived at the bringing it all home part of the show, and this is where we actually step away from the stories. Yeah. And we provide some simple, concrete guidance for the listeners so they can actually take that, that guidance and improve their partnerships right now. Where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best partnership or maybe it's relationship advice that you ever received? Um, hmm. Yeah, for me, it would have to be slowing down. You know, like I've taken a couple, uh, you know, courses and workshops and trainings where like a lot of it was focused on presence. You know, um, that was a big, a big piece of it. And, and so for me, slowing down and, un- and like completely unplugging, like that's my practice now as, you know, as we're more digitally connected and screens are a part of our life, you know, both for, pro- both for productivity and both for entertainment and pleasure, you know, it's, it's hard to really not have a day where you don't have a screen in front of you in some part. And so for me, that's been a big practice, you know, that Vanessa and I are trying to do now is, is to really fully unplug like to take, you know, at least, at least a 12 hour period, you know, like from Friday night to Sunday, you know, um, Sunday morning, you know, if not a whole 24 hour period, it'd be ideal. Um, just really like, you know, unplug phones like off and in a, in a, in a box somewhere, like we don't touch it, you know, and like TV, no computer, no iPad, no nothing. And, and it's, you know, and as we've started to explore that, that's been really, really, really awesome. So I recommend that highly. To, to, to anybody and everybody. And I, could, I recommend it even just for friendships too. And, and even business meetings, you know, whatever, whatever kind of relationship it's in, to have time that is really connected and focused without any other distractions to the outside world. Like that's my big focus in a relation. When I'm out with a friend or when I'm with, you know, even like, you know, hey, let's put our phones off in a way in our bags or in our pockets, not like on the table where it kind of, you know, dings and it, and it, uh, the screen lights up and then you kind of, you know, your focus gets distracted every time. And so, and that, that, that's really, I think it really dilutes both from, um, from being on both ends of that, right? I think it, it, it really dilutes the, the experience and the connection and what's possible there. Um, and, and so for me, that, that's one. Like, so slowing down, which involves obviously unplugging, um, really connecting. And, and it doesn't always have to mean, like I was actually you know, interviewed for an article this, that came out today in Huffington Post, and they were, they were asking, asking me about... Um, you know, some, some tips. And, and, and one of the tips that I gave them was like, you know, it doesn't always have to be about talking, you know, like a lot of the technique, the, the, the trap that some of us fall in myself included is that, Oh, we have a problem in our relationship. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it and talk about it for a couple hours until we've, you know, fully exhausted everything and we are connected and, you know, back on track again. When the reality is it may, that, that, that a lot of times that will be necessary and that is the best solution. And there's times I think when not talking is, is a great solution. So going for a walk and holding hands and not talking, going and cuddling on the couch for an afternoon, that's great. Maybe going out and dancing salsa or swing dancing or doing something that's active and physical but where you're not talking about the relationship, um, which I find a lot of times when I've done that, it definitely is a healing effect only because it's just got that kind of, you're connecting, but it's like the words aren't important in that moment. And... So, so that's something that kind of I always, I always as well recommend is to really kind of like make sure you have enough connection time that's not just quote unquote processing and talking. I like that. Slow down, people. Slow down and see what shows up. Yeah. So, Jeffrey, what would you say is 
maybe it's a book, maybe it's a resource, but something that you recommend to listeners and, and why do you feel like this particular resource is so powerful? Yeah, I mean, one is, um, I'm actually reading a book, well, two is, one is a book called Attached. Um, I forget the names, but it's about attachment theory. Levine is one of the, the author's last names. Um, attached. And um, it's about attachment style theory. It talks about the anxious, avoidant, secure attachment styles. And it really provided a really um, um, great just metaphor, or not a metaphor, but a framework to look at, you know, the whole idea of like, oh, you need to be okay by yourself and alone. Um, you know, like you should, you should be 100% okay by yourself without needing anyone else. And then you'll find a partner. That whole idea, flipping that kind of idea on its head. And I read that actually, I think, two years ago, and it was amazing. And I recommend that to a lot of people that are, that are in relationships or looking to be in relationships. Um, another great book and resource is um, this book called Making Marriage Simple. It's by um, Harville Hendricks and Helen Hunt. And it's one of those books where I think it's actually um, an updated version or a more like kind of integrated version of the Getting the Love You Want book, which is one of their classics. Um, I recommend that one, whether it's for marriage or whether it's for long-term partnerships. That that's a really great one. Um, and for men specifically, I actually recommend this book called "No More Mr. Nice Guy" by Dr. Robert Glover. He's been one of uh, you know a mentor and uh, of sorts for me, just in terms of like I really value his work and I recommend his work to a lot of my clients. Um, his book specifically because it really is is taking around this provides a very um, practical approach to having men really get back to a, a more grounded and integrated sense of masculinity around themselves um, and, and really counter, not counteracting, but like um, providing an antidote to the, the quote unquote nice guys around the world, you know, like the myself inclu included, I was definitely that for a long guy, long time. And you know, people pleasing, you know, making sure that women's needs were always put first and, you know, just not really standing up for what I want, not really standing up for my own needs, um, really not focusing on my own, own, own desires and, 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 and goals. Um, so that was a really, really big, 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 big book for me. Um, so I recommend that. So those are three off the bat that I, that I recommend. I like it. Everybody? Take your choice. You got three yeah. choices. <laughs> Find one of those and yeah. dive in. Yeah, yeah. So, Jeffrey, last thing I'd like to ask you is if you have like a, I don't know, I'd call it like a one-liner piece of parting advice that our listeners can take home, it's in their head, and they're like, I can do something with that right now. To take yourself out on a date. So what I mean by that is like to really like pick a night, put it on your calendar for this week or this weekend and say like, I'm going to take myself on a date. I'm going to do the thing that only that I love to do, like that I that I would do, and whether it's a you know guilty pleasure, you know you want to go see roller derby or whatever, like whatever whatever really you really love, and that you are unapologetic about, like you really just want to go. I want to do this, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch this kind of movie. I'm going to go to this you know venue. I'm going to go see this band play, or I'm going to go, you know, do whatever. But that it's purely for you. Um, so you're taking yourself on a date and, and enjoying your own company and really seeing, practicing that, like really being receptive, like, Hey, what's it like to be with myself? You know, as I'm having this experience, as I'm having, you know, as I'm in the movie theater by myself, as I'm on at the amusement park by myself, as I'm, you know, all these different things, um, that, 
that I think is an important thing. And also an important ritual I think to take into a relationship. So when you do have you know, a partner, that you do continue to take time for yourself, that you continue to you know, honor your own desires and needs that may be different than, than, than your partner's. I think it's really a misnomer to think that like, we need to always have the same exact interests as our partner's. That if I like fishing, that she should like fishing. If I like, you know, if she likes, you know, shopping, that I should like shopping. And that we want to find that one person to become our activity buddy for the entire rest of, you know, for the rest of our lives or however long we're with them. When it's like, no, there's going to be certain activities and certain things, people that we, that we're going to get more benefit and just more connection and, and, and feel more recharged with than, than just our partners. So like, yeah, go fishing with your buddies or go shopping with your girlfriends whatever it is that you find that you do and also find those things that you like to do by yourself. Maybe there are some, I think it's healthy to have, you know, activities and rituals that you do by yourself as well. Um, as well as obviously finding, you know, um, finding activities that, that, that you share with your partner and that you both kind of can grow together in and enjoy together. Um, so it's kind of like finding that balance, you know, that harmony between, you know, spending time with yourself, spending time with your friends and other people outside of your partner and obviously spending a lot of time with your partner as well. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. Jeffrey, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear to me, I'm sure to the listeners as well, you have a lot of information to share. So do us a favor, let us know how can we contact you and where can we learn more about what you do? Yeah, uh, best way to be in touch with me is um, just go to my website. You can see more about me, about my, you know, my coaching, if you want to apply to work with me. Um, I have blog articles as well, like things that I write, written over the years. Um, and that's the, that's the main area to, to see about me. Now, if you want to kind of get a feel and kind of really stay connected with me, the best place to look for me is on Facebook. So just go on Facebook, type in Jeffrey Platts, and you can go to either add me as a friend or just follow my profile and get my, you know, my latest updates. I'm pretty much updating on a daily basis, you know, articles and thoughts and ideas and videos um, all around, not just relationships, but just anything around self-improvement and, and, and personal growth, that, but coming from a place of... of really creating results, not just, you know, inspiration and good ideas, um, but actually what's, what's really practical and going to actually create, create transformation. Um, I think there's really, there's an overload of information out there, but there's not a whole lot of transformation happening. So I think I really believe in like creating actionable um, stuff. So that's the best thing is, is Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and all those things, but Facebook is probably the best place to kind of stay continually engaged for me with me and get a feel for, for my work. And then obviously my website, jeffreyplatz.com. Great. And, and for any of you listening that you're out, you know, on a run or driving the car or whatever, you simply go to speakingofpartnership.com, put in Jeffrey Platt's name in the, in the search and you will come to his page for this show. And we will have live links to all those places you can find Jeffrey. Awesome. So, so Jeffrey, your stories, your insights, everything you share today, Incredible. Thank you very, very much. I've learned a ton. I know our listeners have too. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. Thank you again for having me, man. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. 
The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.